episode seven. It's been a minute. What up? <laughs> to all of the podcasts, shut up. <laughs> um, do you even listen to podcasts? Some of them. Uh, I'm not like a big listener, like on series, but if someone's like, you need to listen to this episode or whatever, I'll listen to it. Uh, you need to, I, t- I think I told you that one. My buddy Chris McLean told me about, I'm going to have to look it up now. It's, um, it's like, it's, the podcast is named like some weird, it's like a, it's like a, um, there it is. It's called Reply All Podcast. Reply All. And they did, it was a really good episode because I'm sure this has happened to you. Uh, anybody who loves music, the whole episode was about the guys who'd run the podcast. The whole episode was about one of their friends that he was remembering this song that used to play in the 90s in the town that he lived in Arizona. It was Phoenix, I believe, or or what's the subdivision there in in, in, uh, in Phoenix? Tucson or no, Scottsdale. Hmm. And he could not find it anywhere. Like he would Google it and he could not find it anywhere. And he knew the song by heart in his head and he kept humming it and they were trying to hum it into like those, what's that Shazam? Shazam yeah. And they couldn't do it. So the guy who runs the podcast, he's like, you know what? I have these musician friends. Why don't I get them to come? You tell them what to play and we'll record it professionally and then we'll throw it in the Shazam. <laughs> we'll see what band sues us for yeah. copyright. <laughs> well, ju- just to ju- they were doing it just to do that. And it's still, they still couldn't find what it was. And hmm. finally he went and he started, he was able to get a hold of different people that were in the music business and, or, and people that worked like at Pitchfork and at Rolling Stone. And they're like, if anybody knows, this guy knows. And um, nobody, nobody knew what it was. And um, I'm not going to spoil it, but the next thing they did is they went and talked to like a musicologist and the musicologist was like, you know, that happens a lot. You know, we get bits and pieces of songs and we throw them together and we think it's a song, but it's not. It's an amalgamation of different, different, you know, like melodies, melodies that yeah. get in your head. Um, but I'm not going to spoil it. But they find I, it, though? They do find it. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to tell you how they found uh-huh. it. I'm not going to tell you what it was about. But it was really interesting on what they, what basically, you know what? Nobody's going to fucking listen to it. So I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so I just looked it up by the what way. he was what he was looking at what what the guy the only hits they were getting was on like this weird fender like fender uh people who like fender guitars or fender um like amps mm-hmm. like on a weird chat and this guy who used to, who was in like barbados or something he played a little bit of it. He's like, oh, that's it. And that's why they at first they thought maybe it was like a, <laughs> yeah, like th- that was the only place they found it and that anybody knew. He was like, how does this guy know about it? And um, that's why they thought, well, no, it's probably a piece of something that it's just amalgamation. Well, he just happened to go on Facebook or he went and found that guy Mm-hmm. He found the guy that was on that put that a post on that Fender chat, and he found his Facebook, and somehow they found. He was not only did we find the song, we found the guy who wrote the song. 
and it was just it was just it, it was was it a song or was it, it was a song and it was actually pretty good but it brought up a good point about the end of the 90s um because well I, let me back let me backtrack because also like when he was singing it to him the guys like it sounds like one week from the bare naked ladies because <laughs> there, there was a little part it was like da, yeah. da, 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 da. like there was a part on that he's like it sounds so he even got one he even called one of the guys from the bare naked ladies he's like he goes if anybody knows man how does he, that guy have connects i don't know but the guy was like oh. he goes any he goes i'll tell you this he goes musicians are the first ones to know who sounds like them so i'm sure you know he's like i've never heard this song before in my life so um so they found the guy who wrote it and it turns out that it was a good. It was a good thing about the end of the nineties. He goes, there. The guy from the bare, even the guy from the bare naked ladies was like, the end of the nineties was like the pen ultimate. It was the pen ultimate peak of the music business. It was. It was a time where, you know, if you sounded like somebody else, people would just throw money at you, and it was a time where. If they heard one of your songs, they would sign you not even make a record and then they would put that song on the radio to see if anybody if it would get hits before they would even put out a record, record deal. and that's what happened with this guy he goes they he goes they they heard it i forgot he put he he put out he put out a demo somebody heard it they're like we're going to sign you blah 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 they went on the radio and it didn't really do that good so they never made a record but it just happened to be that the place that they were, one of the places they played it tried out was where that guy lived and the dude when you hear the real song that guy he had it down packed like he had it <laughs> super memorized even the little I, guitar solo he knew I it do that. by heart yeah but there you know what there's a I just found it recently actually like a like within the quarantine period I found it a couple of, like when I was a kid I saw a reading rainbow bit episode and they had a bit on there about origami mm-hmm. and it was just like edits of these kids making shit out making shit out of paper like origami shit and um they had this synthesizer music on it and i was like man that sounded cool when i was a kid and i still remembered how the song went and i was like i wonder if i could find that episode and i went searching and i, I found it on some video website that wasn't even youtube it was like some know, other kind of weird, yeah, like Vimeo or somebody whatever. Somebody had uplo- uploaded just that bit, and they were like, "I always like the synthesizer part," and I played it, and I was like, "Man, I remembered everything!" Like that's when, crazy, right? When the it other is. synthesizer would come in, what it sounded like, what the little melody it played. I still remember the music. Yeah, I mean, I remember the music from Reading Rainbow. Remember, um, three, two, one, contact, contact yeah. is the. Best. With the Bloodhound Gang? The Bloodhound Gang. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the eight, dude nine, from the ten, Warriors. eleven, ten. Was he in that? Um, what was his name? Rembrandt. He was the he was a spray That's painter right. from the Warriors. He was in the Bloodhound Gang. And then even on Sesame Street. But I always met. I always, uh, that's what made me think about. I always would do that too. There used to be an AT and T commercial. Was it AT and T? I don't talk about that. No, but there's that song from the Sesame Street. These are the people in your neighborhood, yeah. in your neighborhood. But I would always mix that up with an AT and T, AT and T commercial because it always sounded the same. Um, did I tell you what happened when we were at AT and T when they took my advertisement thing? No. I hope somebody from AT and T listens to this. What do you mean they took your like they took your idea? <laughs> so a couple of years ago, uh, when, when we were at AT and T, um, they had put out a contest to everybody, all the employees, 
like to create the new slogan for their campaign, um, create like an, a one-page ad for it. I went further. So I created, I created a picture of the earth. And at the time, we only had DSL. We didn't have Uverse. This is when company. MySpace was big, so you're already like, I got this. I guess, I guess <laughs> but my, my boss, well, he wasn't my boss. He was just a manager in the department. He was like, dude, I think you can do this. I think you can, you know, you know, knock it out of the park, as they say. So I, I, I created a picture of the Earth from space, and I put a DSL outlet on it, and I had a cable flying, like, about to land into the port. And I put keeping you connected to your world. And I sent it, and then I sent a copy of that. Dude, song. that's the exact same thing I, they put out. Watch. I sent it with the song, Stereo MCs Connected. And I sent it to them, and I was like, you can play this on TV, and you play the song with it. And, you know, keep it Yeah, they can afford to pay this for that song, right? And we didn't win. But the next year, their campaign was that. That. Ex- that's with exactly. that song. <laughs> and my boss was all, bro, wasn't that your idea? And I was all, yes, that was my idea. But, but, but y'all turned it in, right? They yeah, just said and no. And once you turned it in, it, it became theirs. Jesus and Christ. And I was all, oh, these assholes. That's what happens when you work for the man. Everything you do belongs that, to them. That happened to me for Fiesta, too. In third grade, they put out a contest to all the kids in the area to draw a Fiesta poster. And my, my teacher was like, you should do this because I used to draw a lot. So I was like, I'd do it. So I drew a picture of a hand from the bottom coming up holding a, like a crispy taco or puppy taco. I drew all the lettuce, tomato, I had like juice falling out of it too and, and confetti just falling from the top of the screen or from the top of the picture. And then I wrote Fiesta in all crazy letters. Well, I went to the Fiesta where they keep everything logged, like the history of Fiesta and everything. Yeah. And it's in there credited. It's not mine, but somebody else drew the exact same thing and it was like an official Fiesta poster used to advertise in Dallas or something. And I was up. What? That's mine. I drew that. should sue them. Whatever. Fuck this. I'm going to burn it down. <laughs> And that's why there's no fiesta this year. <laughs> True. You need to tell the story. There was that girl that worked with us at Borders, and you went to school with her, and you made her cry. <laughs> what was it? What was it? What was it for, though? She made fun of my mom. We were in. But I thought it was because you made fun of her. Like she made I, like a thing or something. I, wait, what? Was it in San Juana? She's not gonna listen to this stuff. San Juanita. Right, but I always thought it was because she made some kind of mobile and you told her it was crap. Oh, was it a mobile that, or was no, or was it a flo- it. was it a float? That was it. It was in uh, fourth grade when the Pope came to town. <laughs> That's right. That's she right. made up, <laughs> and the Pope did the parade down the street. And if anybody listens, like anybody's listening, I'm not Catholic. We were never raised Catholic. But she made this big giant shoebox thing of the Pope mobile. And it wasn't even for anything, right? She just yeah, presented she just it in class, it. right? She wanted to present it. And brought it to school and our teacher was like, Oh, that's cute and I was I was a dick. I mean and I was like, Why the hell did you do that? And she was like, I just wanted to do it to commemorate the Pope and I was like, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> and she went home crying. <laughs> <laughs> she left school. Yes. yes. Uh, oh. You got that on me. I can't say I've ever made it to let me anybody leave school. Um, Maybe my girlfriend. But then, like, the next student. year, the same girl. We were just, you know, when you're kids and you just start ragging on each other. What elementary was this? Hawthorne. On uh, Josephine, down, down by 
the, the strip. Oh, right there before. Um, you know, we were just waiting to go into like an assembly in the auditorium or something, and we were just all standing around waiting, and people were ragging on each other, you know. <laughs> and she said something about me, and I said something about her, and then she made fun of my mom. Oh, hell no. And then I reduced her to tears that I think she did go home again. Jesus and her big No, 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 I'm sorry. We were in second grade because my sister was there. When I was in second grade, my sister was in fifth grade. So I reduced her to tears. She went home. Her brother was in the same classroom that my sister was in. He came up to me at lunch, and he's like, I'm going to kick your ass after school. And I was like, all right. So I just went and found my like, sister. How do you know those words? I went and found my sister, and I was like, that guy Hector said he's going to kick my ass. <laughs> and I'm in second grade. He's in fifth grade, and she's like, no, he's not. And I was like, all right. So after school, like my sister so and your I were, bro- So if your sister was in fifth grade, what was your brother in already, sixth grade or seventh grade? My brother was sixth grade, and he was in tenth grade. When you're, he's not that much older than your sister, is he? Five years. He's five years older. You all are all five years. Well, no, you're not five years yeah. older. He's five. Oh wow! I didn't know. Yeah, he's eight years for me. Five. So he's in fifth grade. Then at six, seven, eighth, ninth. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So what did your sister do? Did your sister beat him up? I think she went and told him something, and he got scared. <laughs> but like they were they. They had gone to school together forever, and I had gone to school together with his sister forever. But. <laughs> That's something I'll never know. Like, nobody ever stuck up for me because I'm the oldest. Oh. I used to get in stupid shit, like, especially in middle school. I, I didn't really start shit, but because I was tall, a lot of the older kids came for me. Like, they wanted to, do, they wanted to play chicken with me on the monkey bars. And if I beat them, they were pissed. Like, remember you used to play chicken on the monkey bar? Yes. You pull the other one down with your legs. Yeah. Uh, you used to always win. I beat this one kid. He was in He was in the, uh, the same grade my sister was. And he got mad. And he's like, let's play again right now. And I said, all right. <laughs> so we played again, and he kicked me in the face with his, with his shoe, and I had a black oh, eye. Oh, Jesus. And I went home. Like, just straight off, like, right on purpose? Yeah. Because he was mad. I went home, and my mom flipped out, and I, my I don't really remember this, but my mom said the next day we went to school and she made my brother take me in. And my brother took me in and he was in high school. And everybody was like, who's that? And I was like, that's my brother. <laughs> I used to just get in stupid shit because I was always trying to make people laugh. I'm just an idiot. And I, I would just get in fights like with my friends. Like one, It was just stupid, just stupid stuff in middle school. Like one, one guy, like he was a really good friend of mine. Like, I had never even been in a fight. And we were in seventh grade. We were in science class. I still remember his name. His name was Tim McBride. And, and I guess we were trying to impress. I, maybe it was because of a girl. And he's like, I could beat you up. I was like, you can't beat me up. He goes, I bet you I can beat you up. I was like, no. I those conversations. No, no, I don't think so. And it stopped there. But then we were in gym. And I was playing basketball. And I, met, I did an air ball. And it just so happened, with my stupid luck, it hit him in the head. So I was like, ah, oh, my bad. I turned around. And next thing I know, he's on top of me, on my back. And I just remember he, he got on my back, and we fell to the floor, and he started punching me. And I just remember thinking in my head, you need to do something, or you're never going to live this down for the rest of your life. So I flipped him over, and I started banging his head on the gym floor. And then the coach, and then the coach came. He's like, Doria. 
and he looked he like he looked at me like what? like he never expected me he like he's like what are you doing i was like well he, he jumped on my back i can't let anybody yeah, we'll see what i'm doing he's like he like he was seriously like i'm telling you he was seriously like in shock at what i was doing because because i just those, that's how i used to fight with my brother that was in those days when if a fight happened and you didn't do anything you were still gonna get in trouble right so you may as well have done something right so yeah we had to go to the vice principal and <laughs> and, every, and all my stupid little friends after that they're like damn killer <laughs> I got I got jumped in the bathroom in 7th seventh, seventh grade 7th grade because uh, these guys wanted my I had blue Nikes uh-huh. they were all blue and only the, the swoosh was white um, and I was in the bathroom pissing in a stall and our stalls didn't have doors on them and there was this guy there, we didn't have doors it was a gang school. We what, Mark Twain? Yeah. When I'm in the bathroom, um, I heard the door open, and I saw three guys come in out of the corner of my eye, and two of them only spoke Spanish. Um, and I heard the main guy talking to them in Spanish, and I turned around, and I saw they had kind of, like, blocked me from coming out. And I was like, like they were standing the in the way from, like, letting, for where you were pissing? Yeah, behind, well, behind me. Like, I'm in the stall, and they're behind me, kind yeah. of blocking the door. Like I mean, not close, cool. but... Oh, yeah, like, not close, watching me? but just surrounding the door. And I turned around, and the one, that, the one that I knew spoke English was like, give me your <laughs> shoes. And I was like, fuck no, you don't give me my shoes. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm going to kick my ass. So he, he grabbed me, and I, let, I let, let go of my dick and my pants, and my pants <laughs> just fell, and I was fighting with this dude with my dick out. And... I ended up beating him up and his friend. The other guy ran off, and then I got around school like, yo, Andrew's fucking nuts. Dude, he's fighting <laughs> this dude with his dick out. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Don't fight that dude. He fights naked. Uh, and then same middle school, that same year, and that, I must have just been science class, that same year, there was a girl in there, and she started liking me. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't like her, but she started liking me and she started being messy with me where her boyfriend, it was kind of like a three, three o'clock high situation. Her boyfriend, you know what, when we were, what, when we were in seventh grade, how old are you? When we were in seventh grade, how old was I? Say like maybe 12 years old. And I think about that now. It's like, it always felt like, like I felt like we were old, even though we're in middle school. Like I didn't feel like a little kid, but we were little kids. My daughter right now is 12 years old. Yeah. And Middle school is the f- best for the whole day, the whole day, this, it was like, this guy's coming for you, man. Daniel's coming for you. <laughs> and he was like, he was, he was, I think he was in eighth grade, but he might, he should have probably been like in 12th grade. He had like a beard and a mustache and he was one of the dirties, you know, he was like the heavy middle guy, dirty, like long mullet hair. The dirties. All day long, all my other dirty friends were like, he's coming for you. I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You know, I was all preppy then. I was, I was all preppy. Like, I always wore, you know, polos. And, and then that's when they thought I was in the fucking clan in 12th grade. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You remember that stupid, yeah. that stupid gang, the clan used to wear the Cleveland nice. Indian hats? 
I used, to, I, I, would buy, I used to buy hats in Montgomery Wards before anybody bought baseball caps. I used to buy all baseball caps. And then next thing you know, when I was in middle school, they're like, oh, you're in a fucking game. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm 12 years old. I don't know anything uh, about anything. just finding anything and everything to identify yeah. gang-related. Everybody's saying, yeah, like you didn't see it. They got the braided leather belt. That's get, gang. Yeah, they're like these little, then the little guys, you know, they would, we'd have these little dances, the little guys. Yeah. That, oh, they just came from. They just came from uh, from <laughs> River Center. Meeting. Yeah, they're all wearing blind trust coats. They're all wearing L.A. Keens caps. They're keen. I'm like, Ugh. even then, I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's like, he's coming for you. I was like, it was like, 12, I was like, oh well. I'm like, what am what I gonna I do? do? Um. And then he and like at lunch, we had like a little. It wasn't even a little quiet. It was just a little covered area between the building and like the where the band building is and another building like where we had English and that it was like it was a co-op that's where you could go outside uh, and buy food instead of eating food at the cafeteria and what? he yeah selling food. it was like it was just a little hole it was like two little holes and they would sell pizzas and they would sell oh, burritos but it was behind the cafeteria like if the cafeteria was inside you'd have to go inside to the cafeteria to get cafeteria food but this you would walk outside towards the back of the middle school and it was like a little co-op area with little benches and you could go to the window and order food for lunch. You could order pizza. I used to. That's why I just saw a meme on that. It's like if you remember this, you're this old, and it was a square pizza with a hamburger on it, and those Minute Maid. Remember those push-up Minute Maid? With a hamburger on the pizza? They what well, that like? What do they call it? Meat. Oh, I call it hamburger. <laughs> I thought you meant like an extra. You know, like the I little hamburgers with know. the tiny little little seeds that you put on there. Uh, but yeah, he found me there, and he's like, uh, "You could have it right away." I was like, "Dude, I didn't ever even want it in the first place." What? Yeah. Uh, I was like, show me how to shave before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Oh, stupid stuff, man. Just stupid stuff. Oh. So one of our coworkers, her father passed away from this thing. That's weird. I don't even say the name. I don't even like saying the name. But he passed away from the vid. Are you serious? Yeah, so... None of us really knew it. I knew something was wrong with him because she told somebody me. who works with you in your department. Yeah, but she's she was just, she's at work at home. Um, but the somebody, only is that the girl that used to sit next to you and then she went home a long time ago. Uh, when you were over there in my yeah, section, yeah. Um, uh, oh, man, that's so horrible. When I posted the video where I was getting my uh, swab done, the nose swab. She, she messaged me and she was like, where'd you get that done at? And she was asking me all these questions and she was like, my dad, he's really sick right now and he's on a ventilator. And I was like, oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Um, so anyways, he, he ended up passing, unfortunately. And a lot of people at work were like, man, I didn't even know anything was wrong with him. So my, one of my coworkers and my boss were like, we need to just have like a happy hour virtually through Zoom, you know, on company time where we just like talk to each other because we haven't talked to each other in a long time. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. And they're like, we're not actually drinking, but, you know, we're just talking. So we have Forget it. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not drinking. <laughs> uh, but it's at the end of our shift every Friday. Well, that's good. Damn uh, shit, we're not doing that. But dude, the people got on, and I was all, who the hell is that? And they were like, hey, it's so-and-so. And I was like, who the fuck is that? And I had to sit there and think, and I was like, oh, that's that girl on my team <laughs> that I haven't seen in five months. Man, it's becoming like the Wild West at where I'm work. It's like Wild West, man. Like, it's like no man's land. Like, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on. It's like, I'm worried about people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like nobody talks to each other. Even though we're on the computer and we're on IM, it's like nobody talks to each other anymore. I talk to like two other coworkers, that's it. 
Yeah, and it's like, uh, like oh, and, and my boss, but yeah, like this week, like I told you, because my kids moved out and um, I've been here by myself. I now, like I always tell people, you know, when we first started doing this podcast, remember? And you were like, "How are you doing?" I was like, "Well, you know, I'm <laughs> we fine." Did the first episode here, and then everything right. hit, and we didn't do it again. Right, and I remember I told you I was like, "Well, you know, I'm okay now, but let's see, yeah. like in five months and six months from now." Um, I, and I think I, I also told somebody at work too. I, I think it's because, I mean, I'm I, I mean I'm a homebody. I mean, I'll go out with you, and I, you know, I'll, I'll go out and like to look at record stores and stuff like that. But now it's like. I don't even go out to be like, oh, I want to go home already. Right. You know, like it's just I'm home. And I'm, I mean, what's helping me now, too, is I finally got my place back and I, I separated my my workspace from my bedroom. Like now I have my office, you know, now it's not like I just get up and like I'm at work. You know, now I have to actually walk into another room yeah. just to go to work. Um, But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, but I mean, I mean, I'm OK. I mean, I I get over it. You know, it's like I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have a job. I'm lucky to have shit. I can. I'm lucky to have the internet. You know what I mean? Dude, you know what? We are lucky to have jobs because yeah, these people don't have work. Uh, yeah, I've, I've just kind of. I wasn't really paying attention too much on my friends that weren't working until the time kind of went on, and I was like, "Oh, that person's not. He doesn't have a job. Like he's always out in the river or whatever." I mean, shit. I want to go to the river too, but. Uh, no. I was like, oh man, that must be terrifying to figure out how to pay your bills. And yeah, and then the government's like, eh, too bad. I, I have heard, I have seen some of my friends on Facebook and shit post like, I need to change careers. I can't get back into this industry anymore. I need to move. Like, they're, they're in bars or whatever. They were bartenders and waiters and waitresses and restaurants and stuff. And but like, I mean, you couldn't, nobody could have ever, I mean. Industry again. I'd rather have like health, stability. health insurance and things like that. Like they don't have health insurance? Like everybody that works at, like Joey's? Waitresses get, I seriously doubt they get health insurance. They may have to pay for it on their own, like to supplement it, but. Because all that's left there is just really Lisa and, and, uh, Drew and, and, uh. Scotty, that's it, right? Kitchen staff. Jeez, they lucked out on that. I, don't, I haven't been there. Um, I went there once because I started doing frozen drinks, and I bought a frozen drink there, which was delicious. Plug, plug. Well, that's the only time I went, too, is with that uh, one time with you. and. Uh, no, 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 I'm for pickup, I mean. Oh, like just pickup, like. Yeah, I just got to. So they're back to that now, like you can't well, sit down in the back. they have a. Um, I saw the last post they put. They put like they were putting up a move. We're putting up a screen. Yeah, behind them in the in the in the parking lot, mm-hmm. they have a like a deer blind. Yeah, with a projector and they show a movie on the wall. Uh, some of my friends went to that. They said it was pretty cool. Just like a driving. And you stay in your car and they take your drinks. They well, my friends went in their trucks and they just had chairs set up in the back. But the only thing is, I was like, man, if I drink, I gotta go to the bathroom. Right. There's no bathroom. And I asked him, like, is there bathrooms out there? Can you go inside and go to the bathroom? Nope. That's what they do is go pee, in, you go pee by the, so. the dumpster in the alley. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because. Yeah, who would have thought this? Who would have thought that people. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, who would have thought they would have got shut down? Like, who would have thought their job would have got shut down? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, 
none of us, none of us knew what to expect or predict. This, this was not anything that's on our radar that's, or anything that's happened before. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we we're knew still it, trying to figure it out. Yeah, so. you knew Trump was an idiot, but he was like, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Uh, yeah, and then he's fucking shutting down the fucking post office now. Yeah, so yeah. nobody can fucking vote. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, people are bringing, like a lot of people are bringing up good points. Like, like, like uh, what's his name? Chuck D. He's like, he goes, you, you don't think about it because there's a lot of people that depend on the, on the post office. Lots of people. People in jail. People eBay who, people. eBay. Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, stamps.com. But so I saw this comedian. He was like, you need to start buying a whole bunch of stamps. And they're like, you know, at least your friends that are out of work, when it comes time to vote, you need to start giving them your stamps. He's like, because I'm pretty sure a, a stamp shortage could manifest itself. Yeah, that's true. Between now and then to affect the, the voter. Uh, luckily, you know, you can, buy, you can buy stamps at Walmart. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Where? Just got to ask at the, at the register. Yeah, Walmart, even H-E-B, I think. I'll tell my mom. My mom le- writes letters. Well, yeah, your mom's old school like my uncle, too. Uh, but she always goes to the post office, so I'm going to tell her that. Okay. Um, yeah, like my uncle, too. Man. My uncle and my grandmother and your mother were there. Like, my grandmother was the last person. <laughs> when my grandmother passed away, I mean, she was the last person I knew. They even wrote a diary. She, there, was, she would, there was times I found a diary where she had written where... She, she, I found a diary. Believe this or not, I found a diary where she wrote down. It was when she was. Oh, Mark finally got a job. Uh, he's working at the bookstore borders. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, wow, that's weird. Oh, well, no, on the happy hour, we were talking about um, just like if we knew anybody that's been infected or affected. Um, and then somehow there wasn't a lot of us on yesterday and we ended up getting on the racial thing what the, the racial thing in America right now at work no in, well, on it's the your work hour. thing though right in happy hour yeah so it was it's kind of just unshank- unsanctioned work yeah. event we're just having this on zoom um that <laughs> dude another thing half my team was like I'm not getting dressed up for this shit Blah blah blah, and they were yelling and like telling me shit through instant messenger. You never got dressed up for work to begin with, buddy. But I'm like, you know, we all have desktop fucking computers <laughs> with no cameras on. It. <laughs> it's gonna be just us on the phone. Oh, well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was like, Man, shut up. Um, oh, we were talking. I was talking about. We were talking about just the race thing, and then I was like, you know what? I always thought I wasn't taught enough in, in school, history wise. Um, and I was like, now that I've gone back and read stuff, there's people that they left out of history books and they chose to focus on other black figures that they deemed to be important because they were more, um, what do you call them? Like you couldn't ignore them. Ideal as far as like, they weren't troublemakers or they weren't in trouble with the law. He invented peanut butter. Yeah, people like, like Rosa Parks is not the first person to refuse to give up her seat. Right. There's another person that she had trouble with the law and they chose to focus on Rosa Parks because she was a little more wholesome or whatever. But I was like, in, in school, they kind of teach you, back then, they kind of taught you, racism existed. 
It doesn't exist anymore. We're good. We fixed it. And then you get out in the world, and like with us, when we start traveling for our job, and I go to work in Jackson, Mississippi, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean there's a white side of town and a black side of town? How does that exist in this day and age? That's why I tell people, I was like, I never experienced racism until I left San Antonio. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, like, I didn't really learn real things until until I started going to college. Um, one of my history teachers in college, he introduced us to a really good book. He, he was a history teacher, and it's a book called Lies My Teacher Told Me. And it's basically, that's the whole premise. It's about, I looked it up right now, it's by this guy named, I, and I, I had a copy of it, I don't know where, and there there is a, um, if you really are bored and you want to look it up on YouTube, I found a, uh, I found a, uh, there's actually a documentary with him. Uh, the guy's name is James Lowen, L-O-E-W-E-N. And it tells all kinds of stuff about, like, Helen Keller. You know, what is the story we're taught about Helen Keller? You know, oh, blind. she overcame, right? She overcame, she was blind. If they're like, what? Well, you know what they also do? Guess what they didn't tell you about Helen Keller? She was a staunch communist. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know? Oh, oh, go keep going, sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, it's all stuff like that. Like, there's things that just, there's things that just completely whitewash. And that's the, whole, that's the whole saying. Like, you know, history is written by the victors. Just today, I <clears> found <throat> out that Coco Chanel was a racist. Was a Nazi <laughs> uh, collaborator. Yeah. Was it? Where'd it go? Yeah, and this one, too. Like, you know, Woodrow Wilson... Uh, I mean, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a secret now. But he, Rudolph Wilson, was a fucking racist. Oh yeah. Um, he, he had the, um, that movie. What was that movie that fucking racist movie about the history of the Ku Klux Klan? Uh, screened for him, uh, Birth oh, of a Nation. Oh, oh yeah. Um. Fucking, uh, what's your name? Nico from the Velvet Underground. Yeah. Was a blatant racist. She hated black people. <laughs> and there's, there's documented interviews where the interviewer showed up and it was African American and she attacked them, like flew off the handle, attacked them. That's crazy. And I was like, all these little goth kids and hipster kids. Love I Nico. Nico's cool. Um, she's a flat out fucking racist. <laughs> And that's that's what's happening right now, like everything. Well, that's like, been known for a like while. H.P. Lovecraft. What? Racist. I don't. It's like. I don't. I don't. It's know. almost like. Who said it? Yeah, like you know, they're Some, they're pulling all these statues well, down. It's like somebody in regards to in regard to art. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends quit listening to Michael Jackson. Um. And Michael Jackson never really had his day in court for some of the newer stuff that's come out because he's dead. But like I, I still listen to Thriller, and I'm like, I bought the album already. He already has my money. If I listen to it again, he's not. Oh, he's had people's money, money forever. Um, like, You're right. It's like you know, do you love the but, art? But I, I saw oh, or the artist. It? You know what I mean? Same thing with like. I love Gary Glitter, but he's a piece of shit pedophile. Jesus. But the NBA and all the basketball games and everything played his music forever without knowing yeah. he was a pedophile when it was all over British news. 
Anyways, um, I think I want to say it was Chuck D. Maybe not Chuck D. Maybe Nick Cave. Somebody was like, once the art has been created and it's out there, it no longer belongs to that person. Right. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Is that right? It's like you know, it, like I said, who do you who do you love? Do you love right. the art or do you love the artist? And like, like when people flipped out on Sinead O'Connor years ago after Saturday Night Live, she tore up that Pope picture, which we should be fucking apologizing. Who to was her. right? <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, but who? Were, do you remember who the next episode was and what happened on the next episode? It was Joe Pesci, and he he taped it back together. Do you remember that? Oh no. <laughs> um, no, no. Well, I mean, like I remember with her, they were running over her her albums that they bought, and I'm like, you're not affecting her. She already got your money, right? You already bought them. Yeah. It's not like you. It's not like you're. It's not like you're getting like, the money back for destroying I guess them. The young kids now saying they're not listening to Michael Jackson, they're affecting him because I know they didn't fucking buy his album. They're streaming his shit on Spotify, right? But I own. I have an own shit from people that are terrible people now. And I'm like, well, it's just there. I'm not like, guys, you got to listen to Michael Jackson. (laughs) It was a part of our, it was part of life growing up. Yeah, I mean, that was, that didn't erase anything. I remember watching Thriller when it came out of my aunt's house. Yeah, yeah, I remember we went to my aunt's house because she was the only one that had a VCR and she recorded it. I kind of remember seeing when he first did the moonwalk. That was at the Motown 50th anniversary. It was 30th anniversary. Do you remember, do you remember who he brought on after him? Oh, God. He, he requested that. He My cousin in San Marcos, his dad recorded it, and we used to watch it there all the time. Who did he bring on afterwards? After Michael Jackson performed, somebody else came out, but it was at Michael Jackson's request. Diana Ross? Nope. Was it Tito? Nope. Don't tell me. Was that another pedophile? No. <laughs> uh, Smokey Robinson? Nope, it was nobody Motown. It was nobody Motown. It was somebody popular at the time. It wasn't Paul McCartney. I know that. No. Was it Prince? Nope. Was it Eric Clapton? Oh my God! Just tell me. It was Adam Ant. Ah, that was, makes sense. He was doing. If I remember correctly. Because Adam Ant, I remember reading somewhere Adam Ant was like all of a sudden Michael Jackson was wearing fucking military garb like I was wearing. Uh, I want to say he was doing. Where did our love go? What? That's a Motown song. Yeah, I know, but that's weird. Well, they were all doing Motown. It was a Motown tribute. <laughs> but with Adam Ant, where did our love go? Yeah. Look this up again. I'm going to lend you this book right here, this 80s book that I read. It's really good. It tells you a bunch of stories from the 80s of all these like 80s songs, and one of them is a really good article <laughs> of Adam Ant. It's on YouTube. Adam Ant, where did our love go from the Motown? He mm. came out immediately after Michael Jackson. My uncle must have like not recorded that. Which is probably the worst ever for your career to perform after Michael Jackson just invented the moonwalk. That's going to be on our on our advert for <laughs> episode seven. The night Michael Jackson moonwalked and Adam Ant dirty danced with Diana Ross. Nice. Adam Ant. Did you see that? Uh, All punks. That Nine Inch Nails uh, display. At the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah. That looked pretty cool. I've always wanted to go there. But then I don't know. Uh, Cleveland. Uh, Hi. We're in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, I don't know. One of the... the uh, 
it's kind of the old. lady that uh, Mama's mom works for. Her husband, he's from Cleveland. He's a good guy, and it always reminds me of. Uh, Is he rock? No, but it always reminds me of uh, a major league and that uh, that uh, Randy Newman song. Short people. No, you never seen. You've <laughs> no. never seen. Uh, big, you've never seen uh, major league. Major league. Yeah, but I don't remember. There's a bad moon rising on the Cuyahoga River, rolling into Cleveland oh, no, through the lake. Can't get out of here. You want another one? Pause. Pause for beer. I thought I had a pause button in here. And we're back. With beer. Um. Oops. What were we talking about? Adamant. Yep. Michael Jackson. Um. Yeah, it's like Pablo, Pablo Picasso, too. Pablo Picasso was a fucking misogynist pig. Oh, yeah. So it was... Uh, his name? Uh, Jackson Pollock. Who's that French singer that everybody fucking goes nuts over? Sir? Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah. Yeah, like that whole record with his daughter. Oh, what happened that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's just been all—it's all been the status quo. Oh yeah. Just like Frank Sinatra. There's a really it was on HBO for the longest time and now it's on Netflix if you're interested it's called Frank Sinatra All or Nothing at All it's a two-part documentary about the life of Frank Sinatra yeah. and he was he was a a a person one of the only people who one of the first people who would like not play if you were segregating people or not play in a place just like the Beatles they were one of the first people you know even back, yeah, and Marilyn Monroe too, but at the same time, like Henry, like Henry Belafonte was on there. Do you, what do you think? It's good, right? Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Nine Band Brewing Company. This is Hoop Snake from Allen, Texas. From Allen, Texas. Allen is by Houston, right? Or am I wrong? Is that close to Dallas? <clears throat> I always think of Alvin, Texas, because that's where. You know what? We said Allen, Texas, and it registered as McAllen. Uh, oh, it's McAllen? No, it's Allen. It says it at the top on the rim. Brood, Allen, Texas. I always think of Alvin, Texas, because that's where Nolan Ryan was born. Allen is by Dallas. Okay. Here, Frisco. Oh, North. Frisco. North, Texas. That's a fun name to say. Coop Snake. This is a good one. Creamy ale, tones of banana, cloves, and dry tart bite. It tastes like banana bread to me. It's a Hefeweizen. Um... No, but like oh, Frank, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, you know, he was one of the first. He would even make, you know, because back then they would make like those little, like little movies before the movies. Oh yeah. He made one with a bunch of kids. Like, hey, you, you know, you can't you you can't hate people. You can't not like somebody because they're different. Everybody's different. This is America. Whatever. But then at the same time, like Henry Belafonte and like all these other black leaders, were like, but at the same time, like he went in his act with him and Dean Martin. They would like. I don't even know how to say it. Like they would just like the stuff that they would do with um, with Satanist. A, no, no, Dean Martin. No, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. is a Satanist. He's Jewish. He's a Satanist. What do you mean he's a Satanist? He was in cahoots with Anton Xander Levay. What do you mean he was in cahoots? I think he was part of their church. 
Well, he also turned Jewish. No, I'm thinking of Rod Carew. So you may be right. Um, that's supposed to be one of the one of the greatest autobiographies too. And, uh, by David Sammy Davis Jr. I forgot what it's called. But then they were like, you know, he would do all this stuff for like racism, like against racism. But then the stuff that he would do, like his little bits with he Sammy was, Davis uh, Jr. He was the punchline. Yeah, he was basically the punchline of all their jokes. Yeah. Like me and my shadow, basically, you know. So he's like, we don't understand. We don't understand. Uh, we just didn't understand it. Well, that's part of learning too. Um, I think there's a difference, and I'm not trying. Let me just preface this real quick. I'm not <laughs> trying to be the wokest fucking person out there. I'm not saying I know everything, but I am saying I'm willing to learn shit. Yes. So. That being said, um, I just blanked the fuck out. <laughs> that being said, I am starting uh, an Etsy, Etsy page. <laughs> I just can't remember what I was going to say. I've started an Etsy store. We're talking about Sammy. Sammy Davis Jr. The punchline. He was the punchline to everything. I think you said, like, you start, like, you, like, like you're learning or... Oh, yeah. Back then, things weren't as... And I, I'm, I'm from the outside looking in from back then too, because I didn't live back then. The, they didn't know how to be sensitive to people of different races, different backgrounds, different cultures. So that's why you had. They didn't think it was bad to have Slowpoke Gonzalez. They didn't think it was bad to do blackface, things like that. And you, you know, it's that, true that like you that need to teach them what you're doing is fucking wrong. You know it's true that like Cartoon Network took off Speedy Gonzalez, oh, yeah. and then Hispanic people protested and they brought him back. I didn't have a problem. With I really don't have a problem with 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 white people wearing sorry white people with them wearing like uh, Mexican dresses and Guayabetas and things like that when it's fiesta. Yeah, it's a party. I don't care. We're wearing the hats and guns. And it's not like you're in brown face. You're just wearing a dress. Yeah, it's just <laughs> cool. Because we don't fucking wear that. <laughs> We're not owning up to be that. Well, I was put in Guayabetas when I was a kid, but no, yeah, I mean, I haven't, it's not like I choose to wear Guayabetas now. Is Penner still open? Yeah. That's crazy. So from the 70s, Sammy Davis Jr. dabbled in the, with the infamous Church of Satan. Which there was nothing wrong with. I don't know. Uh, How old is Donald Trump? Because they just said his younger brother died and his younger brother was 71 years old. Good God. Mm -hmm. People are living too long now. For real. Real talk. Um... I don't know. I think it was survival of the fittest. My grandmother, my grandmother, and my grandfather came from the valley. What the hell? You told me to look at Donald Trump, and I looked up Sammy Davis Jr. And um, my grandmother used to tell me seventy-four. He's seventy-four. My grandmother used to tell me all the time, "Don't go to don't go to Hispanic doctors. Go to the white doctors." <laughs> you know. Wow. And my gra- my grandmother was a uh, like hardcore Baptist. But she also kept going to the Presbyterian. I guess it was a Presbyterian church. Dude, that was a different time back then. 
Right. I mean, it's, I mean it was just it, it never made sense to me because she was hardcore. Like I went, I went to, I went to Baptist Temple. I went to, uh, I went to pre-K to Baptist Temple, and they went there forever. My uncle, my grandfather, but my grandmother still went to that other church by her house. We used to have to go clean the there, pews. With, with it, with them coming from that era, there are certain prejudices that a lot of them were taught very early on, or maybe they weren't even taught. They just saw it so much. They thought it was okay. They eventually have to learn, you know, oh, that what I was doing was wrong. Or me, the, there's something I've been reading about a lot, a lot lately, watching stuff on YouTube about this um, glorification of light skin across all cultures. Right. Which, we'll just talk about Hispanics, because we can talk to that safely. You know, I remember being, I won't say who in my family said this, but one time I was told, you should marry a nice light-skinned girl so you can have beautiful babies. What? And I was like, oh, good idea. And then I get older and I'm like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? Why the fuck was I told that? Uh, in Mexico, it's a class system. You go down there, the well-to-do and the rich are light-skinned. The servants are the dark-skinned brown Mexicans. The Indios. Yeah. I was always told growing up that I, I didn't look like I was Hispanic. You got the pass. You know? um, but, I mean, I don't care. I mean, you said that now. I used to, I, there was this one girl I grew up with. She was so dark, but she was so beautiful. Her name was Roxanne. See, but, yeah. What you just said. Huh. She was so dark. But she was so beautiful. Why couldn't she just have been dark and beautiful? Yeah, that's true. She was dark and beautiful. She was dark, she and, was dark beautiful. and beautiful. Yeah, she was beautiful regardless of what she looked like. The, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you you were trying to do ill will by saying that, but, but, she, but I catch myself but saying I, things now. I I'm think like, because... I undo that and unteach myself. But that. I think because I... Maybe I said that too, because in the back of my mind too, I think I know she... I know that bothered her. And I know I think I think she what bothered her? That she was darker than other people. Oh yeah, but why? Yeah, and like we, why? She was she's a wonderful person. I'm sure she still is a wonderful person. We all made her feel like that. Before. Yeah. She used to was she was one of the people that used to write me letters and the, me later. The light skinned Mexicans, the ones that look white. They didn't really they weren't feeling anything. They didn't really I don't know if that I don't know if there's anybody that was light in my I mean, I don't know. But I mean, the darker skinned people, even they were like, you want to be that. That's what you aspire to be. Like, stay out of the sun. <laughs> don't go out in the sun somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb or maybe I'm just naive. I think when I was growing up, like, you know, in, in middle school and stuff like that, to me, I think people were just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Like, I don't think it was like trying to be light or trying to be not, like with light like trying to be light people are trying to be with white people or trying to act white. I think people are just worried about keeping up with the Joneses. And I, like, I've never been like that. Like I could give two shits about what anybody else is but doing. It's, it's even like, if you turn on the Mexican channel today, <clears throat> what are you seeing? White looking, very look, very hot looking women with barely any clothes on doing the weather. But what color, what color are they? Uh, they're they're light skin caramel. 
like that movie Roma. Oh yeah. That actress got dogged out by the light skinned actresses in Mexico yeah. because she's dark, and they were like, "There's no way this dark skinned Latina is gonna one up me." And then that came to light, and all those actresses were like, "Oh, we, we, we didn't mean that." Oh uh, yeah, you did. And I was like, "You pieces of shit! You totally fucking meant it." But this ch- this lady went up to you and got ahead of you and made it in America, whereas you're still stuck in fucking Mexico. Just kidding. Mexico. That's true. I mean, there's another good movie from Argentina called La Cienega. Have you heard of that movie? No. Or yeah, like the the servant girl is the darker girl, and like all the all the people there, and they're all drunks. They're all light skinned but they're all drunks. There's a there's a really good thing on Vice from. Oh, it's Philippines. Philippines? They're in the Philippines, and they go. They're trying to understand why all why the white powders like facial makeups that women use and lightning creams are flying off the shelves over there and that's because that's what the movie directors want that's what uh, casting in the Philippines want. yes so I showed, never thought about that they showed they showed a, a, a doctor's office where they do lightning skin, skin lightning sorry and they showed all these women coming in and they're like I can't get a job unless I'm light, lighter so I have to have two more treatments and I should be able to go at least start looking at jobs and they're like, because if I go in right now, they're just going to tell me that, no, I'm not right for the part. And they went and talked to those casting directors that told this girl that. And they were like, she's too dark. But we can't have her in this commercial. We can't have her in this movie. See, I can't even fathom that. Like, I don't understand. Like, I can't even, like, how much lighter would you, I mean, I don't understand. They want them to be white. But they're not they white. Want them to be possible as white. But that, how is that possible? Hair color. But you say that about Hispanic people. You know who Sammy Sosa is, right? Yeah. Have you seen what he did to himself? No. Because he was very dark when he was playing baseball. What did he do? Like, look it up. Like, he pretty much bleached himself. Well, like Lil' Kim. Just mm, <laughs> like, more like Michael Jackson. Whoa. That's crazy, right? Like, I, I forgot... How I found out about that, I was like, what is this guy doing? I think maybe oh because he God. because he married a lighter-skinned woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> that looks nuts. I don't know, man. Well, so, movies. <laughs> Black is beautiful. Black is beautiful. Roxanne, wherever you are, I hope you're doing good. You were always beautiful. Also, uh, that girl Veronica from Holmes that I never remembered her last name. Veronica. He said his skin carries a different appearance now because of a cream he uses that includes bleach. (laughs) (laughs) Is he related to Donald Trump? It is a bleaching cream that I applied before going to bed and whitens my skin some. Bro, that is not <laughs> Is he related some. to Donald Trump? He's like, of course I'm shutting down the U.S. Post Office Service. I don't want anybody to vote. What happened was that I had been using the cream for a long time, and that, combined with the bright TV lights, made my face look whiter than it really is. <laughs> I don't think I look like Michael Jackson, he said. <laughs> oh, God. These people... 
they sometimes criticize me. They don't know me. They don't put food on my table, and they don't pay my bills, he said. I don't know what he's doing now. I'm not a racist. I live my life happily. I don't know what he's doing now to make money. I guess he made a lot. I guess he lived. I mean, I'm sure he made enough money in baseball to live for the rest of his life. I think he fell from grace. But then again, all those guys have asterisks. Yeah. All those guys. Sosa, McGuire, Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco is the best because he would send. He has a twin brother, and he would send his twin brother for appearances when he oh, didn't really? want to go. Yes. Your brother looks like you. <laughs> um, y'all look alike. I mean, he doesn't look exactly like you. Oh no, he doesn't look exactly at all. I think he looks like your mother. Like that's how I'm usually first born. Like I. My whole life, people are like, you look just like your mom. I was like, that's, that's amazing because I'm a boy and she's a woman. Me, I look like my mom. I think you all look like your mother. I think you all take after your mother. I think your eyes, all of y'all's eyes are your mother's eyes. Maybe. I, don't, I never see that. I can never tell. People are always like, oh, yeah, y'all are related. I, don't, I can never tell. I have never saw it. I mean, a little bit. But, you know, one time I was at a store and I was walking around. Excuse me. And they happened to have a mirror on the wall. Mm-hmm. It was like a store, clothing store, and I had a mirror to look at yourself. And I just happened to be like scanning the store, looking for—I don't know who I was with. I was looking for them, and I saw the mirror, but I didn't register it was a mirror. It just looked like it was a further continuation of the store. What? And I saw myself, and I was like, "Who is that? What is Mark doing here?" Uh, what? <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's me." That's you. <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all look alike. I mean, yeah, I mean. I think if y'all were all next to each other, nobody could confuse, nobody could dispute that y'all were not, you know, nobody could say y'all uh, weren't related. Maybe. Me and my brother, Carlos, we sound alike, but we don't look alike. You don't look alike. When my grandmother would call. more like your other brother. Danny? He's all his mom's side, Salazar. I think y'all look similar. There's a similarity. Really? A little bit. Him and his kinfolk. I, I think you, your dad, your uncle, and your brother, you can tell you're all related. Yeah, my, like when my dad was a baby and my brother a baby, exactly the same. Yeah, y'all look, y'all look related. Like you're, you're related. Then. Yeah. My uncle is all my grandma. Um, like when I shaved everything... The first time I, they saw me, like my brother and my dad, they all saw me again. They're like, man, you look just like Rambo. <laughs> That's not what I want to hear. Like my grandpa Doria. Well, because, yeah, I mean, he had a round Wait, face. Like grandma me. or grandpa? Grandpa. Oh, grandpa. Like yeah, he had a round face. Like, he was like, damn, you just look like grandpa. Um, movies. I saw that Ford versus Ferrari. Man, that was really good. Christian Bale, dude. It was really good. It was better than I thought it would be. He's a bad mofo. Um, it was a good attention keeper. I have it. I still haven't watched it. It's on the, oh, it's on the HBO. Um, I'm trying to get that Cream documentary. Cream, Cream magazine? A magazine? Yeah. Okay. It's called Cream, oh, the, the only rock and roll magazine in America. It's on pay right now. Like You can rent it, so I'm just waiting for a copy to show up somewhere. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. 
I saw Jesus Rolls. That was terrible. Damn it! Now you're gonna make me watch that movie. You don't want to. So I can hate you're it for the, so, bad. so I can hate it for the rest of my life. You're gonna be so bad. Yeah, like I saw the trailer and I was like, "What?" And then I read it was like based off some other movie. It's based on a French movie. Yeah, and like they just happened to roll in the Jesus character. <laughs> and they got a lot of people in that movie, like yeah, Susan Sarandon. But it is, I tell you, it is not good. It's a different vibe than Big Lebowski. Like he comes out and he immediately starts doing crimes. It's, it's, so he went back to jail again after? This is after yeah. a Big Lebowski, right? Yeah, I, was, I always heard about that. Let's I always thought it was a joke. Huh? <laughs> Let's pause real quick. Okay, pause. Back. Back. Oh. Yeah, Cream, it's about the Cream magazine. Yeah. Which I guess was gone before I ever we were ever reading anything. I miss Spin magazine. I miss good Spin magazine. And, and old alternative press magazine. I still remember that Spin article they did about all the Hispanic people who were in love with Morrissey. Yeah. It's like sometimes I just sit in my room and listen to Morrissey and cry. I saw this movie called <laughs> <laughs> The Good Liar with... Um, Helen Mirren and was that good? It was actually and, an uh, interesting twist. And Gandalf, right? What's yeah. his name? Um, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. I saw that. I saw VFW, which was dope. I saw um, the Tax Collector. How was your boy Shia? Oh, how was that? It was. Is that where he's all tatted up and? Is that it? It's getting ravaged by critics. No, is that where he was? He's all tatted up and. No, he's playing a white boy that grew up with Hispanic people. But isn't he tatted up? Uh, you don't really see it. Oh, I thought I. Oh, never mind. And they they were making it seem like he was doing brown face, like he was talking like "Hey, but the," but he really wasn't. He wasn't. Like huh. he wasn't even like he wasn't like I was like well, I was like why are they saying that he was just, he was acting like he was white but he grew up with Hispanic people like they were his friends but he wasn't acting he wasn't talking like he was a troll or anything. Huh. Uh, but George Lopez was in it. Uh, Jimmy Smits was in it. It was just I don't know. The, like the main the critics main things what the critics were saying is like. Oh, you're making it seem like that all Hispanic people are, are criminals and it's just bad and uh, Shia LaBeouf is doing brown face. It was, it's just, to me, it's just another like revenge porn movie. You know, guy, he's like, Shia LaBeouf is like the Hispanic kids. Like, it's like his bodyguard and they go around doing pickups for like the main guy which is George Lopez is, is he, that's his uncle he goes and basically p- doing pickups for drugs and stuff and like I don't know I guess they're like the big gang like everybody's gotta come pay everybody like everybody's gotta pay money to them if they wanna do anything and uh and then George Lopez gets killed and then he goes around kidnapping his kids and then Shia LaBeouf gets killed and it's like a new guy comes you know, in if, but if the movie sucked the cat's right here Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> 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 to our listeners, a cat got out. 
Um, oh, what I was going to say. All right, sorry about that. If the movie sucks and it's getting ravaged, leave Shia LaBeouf alone. You know, he, like, he commits. Like unless, I said, he wasn't really movie, bad in the movie. Unless the movie's successful where a lot of people see it, then you can say it. <laughs> Have you seen any of those other movies? Like he's like, or is that one where he's got a kid, like the Peanut Butter Incident, or something like that? No. Um, and there's another one called Honey Boy, he, right? He is that new actor for me that he just angers me on sight. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see any movies. With him. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who used to be. Uh, who used to be like that for me? Will Ferrell. Brad Pitt used to be like that for me. I did not want to see Brad any Brad Pitt movies. Um, Brad Pitt is like, he's like Will Smith to me. Like, to me, it's almost like you're not playing a character. You're playing Will Smith and you're playing Brad Pitt in a movie. You know what I mean? You're just not called Brad Pitt and Will Smith. Like Will Smith after Independence Day, like that's it. I've had enough. Just like Billy Crystal sometimes too. Like after City Slickers, I'm like, all right, that's, that's enough Billy Crystal for me. <laughs> what the hell has Billy Crystal been in lately? You know what I mean? That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like it's like they only know how to be themselves. Like Will Smith. Like while while Wes, <laughs> I went. I don't know how you remember I don't Renee. Think I've never seen that all the way. Renee uh, from Borders. I don't know how he got tickets. He got like remember these? Oh, those were the days. There's a reason why. Okay, they well, were like we couldn't sell these. I was innocent. I was young and he had the money. Um, he got preview tickets. You know how they, yeah. they, those were the days. You know, you get preview tickets before the movie comes out. Every Wednesday. Yeah. So he got tickets to that. He goes, you want to go? I was like, yeah, I'll go. Horrible movie. Horrible fucking uh, movie. Except for it showed Salma Hayek's butt. But that, I mean. What? But I that's the whole. That. Yeah. That's, but, but that's a whole Kevin Smith story, too. Like, apparently, he, he, Kevin Smith, they wanted him to write. They were interested in him writing another Superman movie. And one of the producers of it was like, I have this idea for a huge spider. Like, it had nothing to do with the movie. Huge spider. And at the end of that story, Kevin Smith, he goes, what movie comes out? Wild Wild West. And what's in the fucking Wild Wild West movie? Big mechanical spider. Mm. But that was a bad movie. But, of course, he's playing Will Smith. Kevin Smith is my director that angers me. Like, I just don't want to see his movies. His movies are good to see once. But I don't, there's that. There's, I don't know if you've seen. Chasing that. Amy is his masterpiece. There's that new TV show, which is trying to capitalize on this COVID shit, where it's like we're running out of, of new material to put on TV. So here's a show with Mayim Bialik hosting celebrities shooting videos at home. Like whichever celebrity can shoot the most interesting video wins. For what that is this on? It's on ABC or CBS or... On oh, regular TV? Yeah, and it's the Maya Bialik. She's in a giant studio, like a like it looks like a game show stage. And it's only got like eight eight celebrities every week. right? Now, and Kevin Smith has been in there the longest that I can see. Because I, I don't see it. I just keep seeing the, the advertisements for it. Like, next week on, whatever. Um, a basketball player was on there. Nene Leakes. From Housewives of Atlanta, <laughs> uh, Tori Spelling. Um, this is like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, who else was on there? I don't, well, it's like it's like C list and D list celebrities. Uh, 
and they're just like, it's like Kevin Smith bakes a risotto. <laughs> or, you know, what? They're just doing random shit like that, and whichever video gets the most likes or something, that's that's they continue on to the next week. Whoever gets the least likes gets kicked off. That's what it was. That's Let's ridiculous. See. It is called Ryan Bialik. It is called Nobody's Watching. Take the money and run. It is. Why can't I find it? It only shows me that nerd. Because it's show. already been canceled. No, it's. Di- I saw. I that saw nerd it. show was just uh, horrible. What was it called? Show. Battle of the Geeks or? No, no, no. Her. Um... Oh, you mean Big Bang Theory? Yes. I'm thinking there's a show on sci-fi right now with all these geeks. Like, they're basically, it's like geek court or, or geek uh, geek debate team. Which is not good at all. Okay. It's not on IMDb? Well, it's, it's not a TV show. It's just like a... It's not a TV show, but it's on AMC, ABC? Well, I mean, it's not like a sitcom. It's a... Uh... It's like a reality show. Yeah. Um, celebrity Show Off. That's what it's called. Each week, oh, five stars face off to see who can produ- produce the most compelling content. The longer a celebrity stays in the competition, the more money they raise for charity. So it's... I know Kevin Smith is on there. Nene Leakes from uh, Housewives. Which she's probably like the most famous housewife. Diplo was on there. Dwight Howard. Ja Rule. Same as ja Rule. Jason Mraz. Ja still promoting uh, Fire Festival. Tori Spelling. Um, and that's it so far. Yeah, it's 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 dumb, dude. Like this is how this is how starved we are for content. One thing I'm looking forward to is the MacGruber TV show. You will stop right there. <laughs> That's one of I've the greatest been, movies ever made. I've been watching. I didn't realize King of the Hill was on Hulu. Yeah. So I've been watching that. I watched. That's one I show. I've never really watched it all the way through. I just would watch it occasionally when episodes run. That's that's one show. Like I have to watch it all. Like I'll start it all of it and finish it like two or three times a year. What? I just watched the one where Peggy. Um, she's not feeling like a woman because <laughs> yeah. she has that that they have that clothes swap with men and uh, yeah, and nobody wants her clothes. And then she meets this girl because she has big feet. She finds a place that has the big shoes, and she meets a girl there. Who turns out that she's a drag, drag. It's a it's a drag guy. It's a guy. Oh, you haven't seen that episode? It's no. A, it's, I need to go find it. <laughs> it's on season ten, and uh, it's a drag star. And she goes, he's like. But she, but the guy thinks that Peggy is also a drag queen. <laughs> so he's getting all these points. He's like, we should do a show with me. And they're doing all these shows. And then he finally, they go, she, he goes to Peggy's house to practice for their show. Uh-huh. And then Hank shows up and then Bobby shows up. They're like, did you adopt? She's like, no, 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 no. And he starts looking around like at their wedding picture and the pictures when she's pregnant. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> Oof. The one of the best ones too is where 
Hank, they take in that prostitute. And they don't know she's a prostitute. And then Hank's, Hank's starts, everybody starts singing Hank's Sir Pimp. (laughs) 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 And Snoop Dogg's in, and then Snoop Dogg's in that episode because he comes down from Oklahoma because the girl from Oklahoma. And he's a white guy, but he's, it's obviously Snoop Dogg. He's like, you got my hoe? Shizzle. Hizzle. Um, what movies did I watch? I saw you watch Bad Boys for Life. How was that? It was uh, life changing. <laughs> kind of corny. Uh, I think I think that kind of movie has kind of run its course. Um, I think it was too late. For maybe that. Third. Maybe that's why I, I kind of found it corny. Like, mm, I'm not really feeling this. Um, I saw that Mexican movie. What are you talking about? The dogs or something about a dog? What was it called? The Lion? Yeah. The, the tiger. Tigers. Um, what that called? That was called... Uh, I can find it. Sort. <laughs> tigers are not afraid. Was that good? It's like City of God, man. Like, uh, kind of grim and sad because it has to do with kids. Uh, but it's in Mexico, um, and it goes it goes a little like fan, fantas, fantastical, I guess, where it's more like fantasy based, like Pan's Labyrinth. Right. Um, then I saw, I think you've seen this movie, Hunt for the Wilder People. I fucking love that movie. That was pretty good. That kid didn't annoy me as much as he did in Deadpool Two. He was in Deadpool Two. Yeah, he's a mutant that he's trying to save. That's but in good, there, he's older. I love that movie. That's Taika Waititi. He's an older kid that you could just, just like a thirteen-year-old kid that cusses too much, and you're like, "Man, shut up!" You need to be talking. In Deadpool, that. yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved Hunt for the Wilder People, where um, he, uh, what he calls, what does he name his dog? Tupac. Tupac. I just love how he tries to run away and he gets too tired. He falls asleep <laughs> in the field. <laughs> And I just love at the beginning. It's like he's a bad, bad boy, and it just—it's just him like doing stupid stuff, right? Like <laughs> graffitiing and like down the Sam, Sam Raimi, not Sam Raimi, Sam Neil. Uh-huh. Like when he first meets him, he kind of gives him some shit, and he just goes, <laughs> "Cool," and <laughs> <laughs> walks away. And I was like, uh, oh, that's perfect. That's what my niece and nephew. I just like the way they talk. Those Marys talk. Um, I have a stack of movies I need to watch. I got about the Lighthouse. That was really Ooh. good. Really That's like what I was going to ask you about. What? Um, I was reading this this um, post on the Twilight Zone Facebook page about movies that remind you of the Twilight Zone. And one that came up was um, Seconds with Rock Hudson, which is a Criterion movie. Have you seen that? No. The um, only one I've seen Rock Hudson on Criterion is um, is those uh, Douglas Sirk, not written on the wind. It's uh, All That Heaven Allows. Where he falls in love with the older woman. Those very melodramatic movies. Uh, it's called Seconds? Like, how long? Okay, I, I mean, I know that cover, but I didn't know Rock Hudson was in it. Yeah, I, I heard everyone I, Everyone that was talking about it was like, that's like a perfect, like a, like a Twilight Zone episode elongated into a movie. Hmm. So, banker Arthur Hamilton 
Gets a call one day from a friend he thought was dead. It turns out the friend is not a ghost, but was simply faking all along, and was placed into a new existence by a company who can give you a completely new face in life. Hmm. So I saw that. I've seen that cover forever. That's been out for forever. I want to buy that one. And the other one I heard about was called The Swimmer with Burt Lancaster. I've, I've been hearing about that a long time. Like, that's supposed to be a really good movie. Um, and they showed that Grindhouse just put out a version of it with the soundtrack, so I bought it because I was like, eh, I've been hearing things. Let me see what it's like. On CD? I don't know, on Blu-ray. Oh, The Swimmer. Yeah, it came out with, a, well, it came out with the soundtrack. The Blu-ray came with the soundtrack, so. So it says, well-off ad man... Ned Merrill, Burt Lancaster, is visiting a friend when he notices the abundance of backyard pools that populate their upscale suburb. Ned suddenly decides that he'd like to travel the eight miles back to his own home by simply swimming across every pool in town. Soon, Ned's journey becomes harrowing at each house. He is somehow confronted with a reminder of his romantic, domestic, and economic failures until a final visit with an old flame leaves him devastated. Burt Lancaster is a good actor. So that, uh, what was I going to tell you? So we were talking about, you know, should, this one we're just doing like a free form, just talking episode. We were talking about whether or not we should do a movie again. You want to do that one? Did oh, you watch it already? No. I wanted to do this movie called The Similars, um, which is on YouTube. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but it's a Mexican movie. And everyone who's seen it, it's a recent movie. It's a, what is it called? Okay, it's a Spanish film, but it's called Los Parecidos. It's a Mexican movie, sorry. Um, it's called Los Parecidos, The Similars. And it's all in black and white about a train station. And it plays out like a Twilight Zone episode. And then it gets to a point where you're like, man, this is corny. And then it takes on this, like, creepy vibe the rest of the movie where you're like, oh, man, that's kind of ugly. I don't want to tell you what happens. Okay. But it was a... Let me show you. You know what it reminds me of? Like, Like you know, the movie that did that to me was The Game. I remember going to see The Game. And I'm like, at the very beginning, I'm like, what? I'm like, fuck this movie. I I almost (laughs) left. And then I was like, holy shit. Excuse me. I have a, a friend that um, when that movie came out, she was telling me she could not get over the clown at the beginning. <laughs> and she was just like, Dad, this fucking clown. It is scary as fuck. And it, it's got some shit behind its eye. And she never went into detail after that. So I was like, what? There's like a live clown that they take out his eye. And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, it's a doll. Yeah. And then I was like, "That's." she got stuck on that. That was like the first part of the movie. And the rest of the movie is awesome. Clown people. But, um, so, the Similars one, dude, it's got reviews from Ain't It Cool, Did Joe just come Dante. Out? Is, you know what? Is Ain't It Cool still around? No. I was going to say, because he got me too Yeah. But this, this was a while back when this, I think it was 2017 when this came out. There was that one. You said it's on YouTube? Yeah, the similar Similars. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the simulars. Did you find it? Still looking. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Goat simulator. Let's see. Go Cinderella. Go Cinderella. Um, on HBO Max, they have Mad TV. Oh, really? Yeah, but they skipped some, some episodes for some reason. And there was an episode where... Shit's weak. Uh, Salt and Pepper was on there. Oh, really? The Cure was on there. Oh, I gotta find that. But it was one where... Uh, <laughs> I forgot about... Uh, the second season is what, when Will Sasso came on. Yeah. And the, but there, and that's when Ari Spears came on, too. And he did, he did a sketch with uh, Phil Lamar, where Phil Lamar was the new Michael Jackson. And he was the old Mac, and then Ari Spears with the old Michael Jackson. It was hilarious, dude. There's a, I don't, I don't think you can find this clip anymore. But there's a similar clip. There was one a while back where Method Man and Red Man were on there, and they had, um, they were just hanging out with Ari Spears backstage, and they just had him go through all his impressions, and he was going through like DMX and Jay Z. He does. He a, is amazing. He does Eddie, Eddie Murphy and James Brown. He does a. He's like, his name is James Brown. He's not the real James Brown, but he does a really good work. And the whole time, it's like he doesn't even, he barely even talks. He's like, Hallelujah. he just does all the noises. <laughs> I can't find this movie. What's the Spanish? Maybe I, maybe I lied. Los Parecidos. Mira, listen to his tongue. <laughs> um, okay, show me, on, show me on IMDb where it tells you where you can watch it. Okay, Here. so if you can, it's like right under the picture. Like you have to go into you have to go into the website. Are you? I have the app. So go. What's right under the picture? What does it say right under the picture? IMDb Pro. Keep going. Watch Amazon Originals. That's and it. Exclusives, but I think it says it on everyone. Oh, let me see. Let me see how you spell it there. Oh, similars. So I have the app. But Letterboxd is better, I'm telling you. And then and the Letterboxd will also link you to Just Watch. And it'll show you everywhere. Oh, okay, I should look it up on there. Though. It'll show you everywhere where it's free and also where you can rent or buy it. Dope. Shit's dope. There it is, 2015. On a rating unit <sighs> on a Tupper second, 1968. Eight cameras waiting on a remote bus station. For a bus heading to Mexico City, start experiencing strange phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Hey, this guy, Gustavo Sanchez Para, he was in uh, Amores Perros. You watch your mouth there. He's like, oh yeah, Squinkle. That's a mouthful for a last name. Oh, she was in, she's in Los Espookies. Cassandra Siagerotti. <laughs> Newman. Hello, Newman. Hello, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Amores Perros, if you haven't seen that movie. Bad movie. It's a bad movie. So that's a good sign. 
One of I haven't seen that in a while. One of the best soundtracks. Um, let's see. Ain't nobody the best. The Go Go's documentary was really good. Man, those girls are bitches. <laughs> sorry. Not like sorry. in a good way? <laughs> no, I mean, they were. Uh, They're bad bitches? They were like fucked up. Look, I always say. I, I always say girls are like the worst to each other. Oh, yeah. Any situation I've ever been in, any work situation I've ever been into, like girls are the worst to each other. The. Uh, <laughs> like when their when their old band manager was talking, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I was sad because they took basically these the big company came and took the com- took the band away from me." Yeah, and then they showed them. And they're like, "Yeah, we should have kept her, but we didn't. So whatever." Oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> no, so, dang, but it sounded way Texan there. Dang, oh, Jane, Wheatland. Um, she played uh, Joan of Arc in uh, in uh, Bill and Ted's. Oh, the, oh, that's right. She's also in Clue. She was the that's right the Telegram girl. San Dimas High School. Mm. I don't know about this part three, bro. <sighs> Count looks rough. He's looking his age on this one. Man, I don't a, understand. I'm a little John Wick. Down. Like, what have they been doing know. this whole time? Okay. Unpopular opinion. John Wick is like 14-year-old kid's wet dream. Isn't it? It's like, great. People are like oh, like in love with these movies. Like, when, It was good to watch. It was fun. I mean. <sighs> the third one, I kind of wore thin on me, and I was like, mm. The first one wore thin on me towards the end. Dude, it was so good. How dare you kill my dog? It's just wife, your whole crime syndicate. I like that. It's just revenge. Revenge um, porn. I watched the CBGB movie about Hilly. Hilly Crystal. Hilly Crystal, which was uh, quite horrible. I don't know if I want to see that. Don't. It's, not, it's on Showtime. Don't. Okay. I mean, you can if you're like, just bored. Like I saw that movie about the germs, about Darby Crash. Oh, dude. That's I mean, bad. Not recently. Bad. With Tina Margarino in it. Tina Margarino, she plays Deb on uh, she plays Deb in uh, on uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, who's she in there? She's one of the girls. Like I guess she's one of the. I don't know if she's a groupie Dorna? or. She, yes. Lorna. That's her. Lorna Doom. Yeah. I said Dorna. Yeah, it's just um, like look, it's like okay, I get it, but it's like this could have been way better. I mean, it could have been way better. It's that, just, and I'm like, it's just like the Man in the Moon, like and with with uh, Jim Carrey, the Man in the Moon documentary. I stand that movie. That movie is horrible. It's like all in your face, just like the Disaster Artist, like the, when they did the Disaster Artist about the about the room. That whole movie is like all these fucking uh, fucking Hollywood people are in it. Like, oh, yeah, this movie. It's like, dude, just like if they would have had nobodies in it, it's it just yeah. like it just lost the absurdity because you had all these famous people in that movie. I, I like the germs to me. That germs movie. What we do? Oh, what we do in the dark? Yeah. What we do in the dark? What we do is secret. Sorry. Yes. Um. It kind of was like he's kind of dirty. He's kind of <laughs> punk, but we're still gonna glorify him and made it look it's a little ridiculous. too clean for me. Where I was it's ridiculous, dude. Every picture of Darby Crash looks disgusting to me. Like he looks filthy as fuck, and. Yeah, that movie just made him a little too clean. 
It's too homogenized. And if you read, if you read every, if you read about Darby Crash, you know all the other stuff in his life that went on that they didn't put in the movie. And I was like, eh, I don't really like this. <sighs> it's just bad, dude. It's just bad. Uh, just like the Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. The Bobby Darren movie that fucking Kevin Spacey did. It was horrible. Oh, I did see that. It, it was, was right when quarantine started. They were showing it on <clears throat> Showtime or something. Was it? I mean, I like Bobby Darren, and I was just like, oh, God. And you gotta act like he's a, you gotta have him dancing with himself when he was a little kid. You know what's you know what's funny? Um, when I was a kid, my mom and her her brothers, her sisters, and their mainly her sisters, maybe my grandma too, they would talk about movies like as if they were family. And I don't mean like they thought it was part of our family, but they were they would they would talk about people like as one by their first name. Yeah. Like they were talking about the Godfather, and they were like, what? "It was terrible about what they what happened to Sonny." <laughs> and I would sit there as a kid, like playing, like, "Man, who's Sonny?" <laughs> they were like, "I know they shot Sonny up in the toll booth." And as a kid, I'm like, "Who the fuck is Sonny?" Like, I don't know who this is. And then I get older, and they would talk about. They would be like, "Oh, remember when we we saw Fabian there?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Who's Fabian?" And they were talking about Fabian, Fabian, the and, singer, and who did you just said? Um, who, Bobby Darren? Bobby Darren. And I was like, who are these people? Like, I've never met these people. Sonny, you mean Santino? <laughs> I get older and I'm like, <laughs> oh, we're talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah, like they were, I, I remember hearing conversations like that and I was like, who's Sonny? Sonny. Did you ever watch the Godfather Part 3? Kids. Did you ever watch Godfather Part 3? Yeah. I've never seen it. Actually, that. I just saw it again recently. It was... It's like a, a weak punch. What? <laughs> it's like a weak punch. Like, it didn't deliver what I thought it would deliver. Jesus Christ. And I was like, uh, I could it's see... It's Al Pacino in that movie? Yeah. It's I could so see, like, they, they're trying to keep it in the same storyline, but... It's not delivering the way the first two did. I also watched No Retreat, No Surrender. That was a classic. I watched Kicking It Old School. Why do I know that? Jamie Kennedy. Oh. <laughs> Where he's in a dance contest in the 80s and he falls off the stage and Man, goes to a What happened to that guy? I don't know, but I'm telling you, he used to have a show called the Jamie Kennedy Jamie Experience. Experiment. But he also had another show on... That was on, it was on MTV, and like everybody forgot about it. Where he was literally going around trying to become, uh, trying to get a rap, trying to become a rap star. B Rad. This is before B Rad, and he would like he like he's like I'm gonna go. I remember one episode he went to his cousin. He's like, and it was his, and it's it's it was his DJ he would always go around with him, and he's like I'm gonna go with my cousin. He he knows people. And his cousin was a real estate agent. <laughs> he's like, he's like, are we talking hi-fi, refi here? <laughs> but one of the best things that one of the best episodes of Jamie Kennedy experience is it was I don't know what this place was. It was almost it was kind of like a like a Fiesta Texas kind of situation, but they had a stage and the whole stage was covered up, and mm-hmm. you start hearing people be like, oh, this is when Creed was big. And people are like, oh, it's Creed. 
Creed's playing here. And like, like it just starts spreading throughout the whole crowd. Like, everyone's like, yeah, Creed, it's like a special show. It's a secret show. So then finally, like, after fucking 20 minutes, the, the curtains open up. And it's fucking Jamie Kennedy comes out, like, with a fucking mullet. And it's Creed with a K. <laughs> He's like, he goes, hey, what's up, folks? I'm Tommy Creed. <laughs> he goes, yeah, but nobody likes drugs. We're high on life. And, dude, you should have seen the faces of the people uh-huh. in the crowd. It was, like, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was the best. You know, it's, you, we, you, earlier you mentioned Mad TV. Mm-hmm. I watch them occasionally on YouTube, like, uh-huh. clips. And that is so a perfect snapshot of the late 90s. Yes, it is. Like the things they talk about too, and there's one word. Like there's an old lady, her, the the comedian. Her name is Stephanie Weir, uh-huh. and she plays an old lady, and she talks like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, she talks like that. And there's one episode where she like hits a car or something, and they're trying to help her out, and she's like, "Did I just get xed?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, I forgot about that." That was like, yeah, like I was watching, and it was it was referencing stuff like it, like you were making fun of Pulp, pulp Fiction, but it was Gump Fiction. Okay, I remember that. And uh, they had a, it was like a, the Janet Jackson Icon <laughs> Award from MTV. <laughs> and I was like. Whoa, that was a long time ago. They did one where it was Nicholas because you know how Nicholas Cage was supposed to be. There was that the whole thing about him being Superman. Yeah, and it was Nick, it was oh, him. I did see that. Remember, but it was it was leaving Metropolis. It was yeah. him, leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. And it was dude. It was hilarious because he was a drunk and it was having it was him like flying through the air, but he was upside down like he was passed out. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Did you ever see uh, when Conan was on SNL? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure I did. He was a. Uh, he had a skit on there where he was. Uh, it was all in Spanish, and he was El Hombre de los Molecularlos. Molecularlos. <laughs> that sounds familiar. So, but when he was in his, uh, he like works in a newspaper office, mm-hmm. and Horatio Sanz is in the office working there, and whenever. Conan O'Brien says that name uh-huh. like a song would, a little clip of a song would play during the duration of him the duration of him saying the name that he would always like look off into the distance like superhero style like and they would be like are you sure he's gonna be here and he would be like you know they had subtitles on the bottom because it was in Spanish but he says like in, in Spanish you know I'm sure el hombre de los molecularos <laughs> will be here and whenever he says it he says it like that and it gets to the point like the last time he says it, he's like, yeah, the, there he is, el hombre de los molecularos. And Horatio says, just stay there, and he goes, you're el hombre de los molecularos, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one, of the be- like one that you can't find anywhere, that the best of Saturday Night Live, one of the best skits ever is Will Ferrell when he's playing uh, Neil Diamond. Oh, I've never seen that one. And it's John Goodman in the, in the back is when his guitar player, and it's Tim, <laughs> it's Tim Meadows, right? And and he's like, it's like a, it's a story, it's like that uh, storyteller's thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, because I remember writing this song, me and John, or I forgot what he called the guy, me and me and Sam were driving around the road, and uh, we ran over a we ran over a hitchhiker. Because we wrote a song about it. He's like, Crackling Rose, live on board. <laughs> he goes, I wrote this song for my, for my deep love of hardcore pornography. 
<laughs> and he was like, come into America. Dude, it's hilarious. But you can't find it anywhere because Neil Diamond fucking uh, hates it. Uh, I think I do remember and that. And if you really, really look for it, you can find it on the internet. It's, dude, it's hilarious. <coughs> it was one, he goes, I remember when uh, I wrote this song one night when I uh, accidentally murdered a, a prostitute. <laughs> He's like, sweet Caroline. Sure, <laughs> you, you see they're opening up theaters yeah did I send you that meme it's like uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> tickets 10 cents popcorn 10 10 dollars COVID 19 19 priceless um what else are we watching they have on HBO Max they have all of the not all but most of the Alan Partridge with uh, Steve Coogan oh. fuck me it's hilarious dude it's so fucking hilarious um, That's the one you were telling me about. I watched all of. Uh, well, then he put the last movie he put out was called uh, Alan Partridge Alpha Papa. Um, but um, I watched all of Entourage again. I never saw that. You know, I will say to people, if you really want to know how it is when guys hang out with each other, watch Entourage because oh. that's how it really is. I can't remember. There's I can't always, remember. you know, there's there's the there's the good-looking guy, like you know, there's the guy, he's the movie star, the good-looking guy. There's his brother, who's the older guy. There's the little turtle guy, and then there's the other guy. He's like the the Boy Scout guy. Like all they do is dog each other all day long, and that's like this is exactly how guys are when they hang out with each other. I can't remember what I was watching. I want to say there's parts of Greece where I've said it, where I was telling my mom, I was like, that's that's what Mark Twain was like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. Middle school was the best time. It was so much fun. I hated high school. Elementary is not really that interesting. But middle school was fun. I mean, it was it was nerve wracking, but, I mean, but we it was were fun. Knocking off, acting stupid, doing ridiculous Jeez. shit. Me and my best friend John Michael, we would get kicked out. It was either me or him would get kicked out of class like every day. I remember. Um, I remember we had a. I had a. When I was in, in elementary, I used to bully this kid. And I used to, we used to play, if anybody from San Antonio, that's a guy is listening. Confessions of a schoolyard bully. There's a a thing we used to play that was called smear the blank. And I'm not going to say the word because it's not appropriate in this day and age. But basically it's like rugby. Is that a bad word? I don't know. Saying the first part. Do people still, do people still, I think, do people still describe themselves that way? Saying the first part, but it's pretty bad. Smear? Anyways. So it's like rugby where you basically get a ball and throw it around. And whoever has the ball, you punch them and kick them. Beat the crap out of them. You beat the crap out of them until they throw it to somebody else. Then you go after that person. Um, So we used to play that. And I used to to just wail on this dude. And this was like in second and third grade. Then in fourth grade, he comes back to school after summer break. And he's got like a beard (laughs) in fourth grade. And like testosterone hit him twice. He was swole. Or he ended up being my best friend. Uh, in middle school, once playing the long game. We used to walk home. Uh, one time we were walking home, and he wouldn't tell us, but we would go through like we'd have to walk through the nicer part of Monte Vista to get home. And whenever he'd see a nice car like a Jaguar, or BMW, he would punch the headlight in and bust it on purpose. But he wouldn't tell us. So like this is a nine-year-old kid. No, no, no. This is when we get to middle school. Twelve-year-old. Oh, you are in seventh grade. Yeah. We would just be walking, and we'd, we'd, we wouldn't really pay attention to cars, but we'd see a car parked, 
and you just hear like, and he would just run by us, and we'd have to run after him because we were like, Christ. Christ. So we'd come outside. Uh, man, we did dumb shit. I remember somebody got stabbed on our bus, our school bus. On In the middle school? school? Yeah. Um, some some kid was always getting picked on who got on our bus. They would always make fun of him. And then one day he got on the bus, and I remember they were making fun of him, and everybody's like, man, he's, just sit- he's so dumb. He's just sitting there smiling and smiling. And right when we got to school, he pulled out a knife and stabbed the guy that was making fun of him in his arm. Jesus. And, like, drug it all the way down, dr- dragged the knife all the way down to his wrist. And we all were like, what the hell? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't right before we got to school. It was on the- We were in the middle of going to school. So by the time we got to school, there Just was blood everywhere. There was an ambulance there. School had already let in because the bus driver stopped to see what was going on. She didn't let us off the bus. We got to school. Deborah Daniels was there from the news. What? She was doing like a. She did a report like there was a, someone got stabbed at a school. We were our school was always on the news for gang shit. Um, she was there already, like doing a story, and instead of us going to class. <laughs> <laughs> We're all behind, behind her, like going nuts. Deborah Daniels, and she was Deborah. Was that Deborah Daniels or Deborah Knapp? That's somebody else. Deborah Nabonia. Dang, that's old San Antonio. And then she went back to Deborah Knapp. Deborah Nabonia. For some reason in my mind, somebody wrote a song because you know that song, Madonna song, La Isla Bonita. Somebody wrote a song about her. Deborah Nabonia. What? <laughs> what was for real? I think that was on Lila Hahn. Deborah Napa. Like the Henry B. Gonzalez song? Henry B. Henry Jesus Christ. I can't believe I, believe, I, I can't believe I remember it. Still remember that song. Who did he punch? There was some guy that called him a communist. <laughs> Damn, that's old. They, I, for, I, I went back. I was thinking about it the other day and I posted it on Instagram, but then I went back and read the article. And it was. Somebody at a nearby table called him a communist. Somebody overheard it and told Henry B. Like, that dude called you a communist right now. And he went over there and punched he him. He went over and he was like, what did you say about me? And the guy repeated it, so he punched him. And I was like, damn, we need to have, like, some senators like that right That's now. That's how hardcore it was, though, for, people, for people to think that you were a communist. That motherfucker's a card-carrying communist. Deborah Natbonia. Oh, no, this is not Deborah Daniels. She's on YouTube. Uh, I watched what is considered one of the first, or considered the first, Jalo movie. The girl who knew too much. Who who directed that? Uh, Mario Bava. I watched uh, the Battle of Brazil. About the movie Brazil. Uh huh. It's on the Criterion edition. About, uh, like he, like in, because uh, it's like two hours and something hours long, two hours and something minutes long. And then Terry Gilliam got in a big old fight with the studios because they wanted him to cut it. And he's like, no, this is it. This is the movie. And and they took it away from him and they're going to have other people edit it. Mm-hmm. And then he started showing it to different places and they finally released it. But it's like a big old story about everything that happened. Brazil. Uh, Knights of Badass them <laughs> with Peter Dinklage, <laughs> where they play LARPers. Peter Dinklage. Uh, the Long Good Friday. 
Uh, Pat, it's Pat the movie. That was a blast from the past. I never saw that. Was that good? It's it's got Dave Foley in it, who plays his oh, Dave Foley's the best. Plays his partner uh, was uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Dave Foley looked looked so perfect as a girl out <laughs> of kids in the hall, especially when he was a French girl. <laughs> when he's the French prostitute, yes. <laughs> Uh, Simon. Simon. Was it? Was it when they're in that room with him and uh, him and uh, Scott Thompson? Where they're, I'm just thinking about. Was he? Who were they? Were they talking about? What is he doing? Where is he at? What is he thinking? Was it? I forget the name. They always say. I'm just thinking about Tony. Oh. What is he doing? <laughs> where is he at? Uh. Francesca Fiore. <laughs> That's like the perfect name. I can't, remember, I can't believe I remembered that name. That's like the perfect Francesca name, like on, Fiore. like on Will and Grace. What's her name? Karen. Her her alias is uh, what is her alias? It's like uh, it's uh, Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we should have aliases. Uh, I watched uh, the Tashiro Mufuni documentary The Last Samurai that was really good uh, The Last Samurai yeah it's about Toshiro Mifune about how Tom Cruise could Im- not be the last samurai Uh Sakamoto Koda documentary that dude's done a lot of fucking soundtracks uh, Dave Made a Maze that was I don't know that was another kind of where it's just one of those where you have to it's like okay I'm not that dumb you have to you have to suspend belief. Where the girl comes home to her boyfriend, to her apartment, there's a big cardboard like fort in the living room. And she's like, What are you doing? Get out. He's like, I can't get out of here. Well apparently whatever he made like yeah, he whatever he made it's like a he turned into a big maze and he's stuck inside of it. And all these people show up okay. and they all get inside of there and they start getting killed inside the maze. It's, it was it that's, was That's that's kinda of like the similars. Really? It kinda of gets to the point where you're like, What? This is what's going on, but then it goes creepy. Smoke and mirrors. I saw that documentary too about uh, Tom Savini. Ooh. Uh, saw a documentary called My Crazy Life about Samoan gangsters in LA. Oh, I've seen that. Some criterion. It's a. It's on a box set by that that French director Pierre Goran. He did a lot of. He did this one documentary about this uh, for a while. It was like a big thing, but this two two sisters called Poto and Cabengo, where they thought at first they thought that they were speaking some kind of weird old language that they were born with, uh-huh. but it turns out what it really turned out to be was just a language that they made up because they were twins, and it turned out just to be a language that they made up to talk to each other. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, it was really weird. The kids look weird too. Uh, let's see, Darkon, a documentary about LARPers. The Long Good Friday. Oh, where are we at right now? We're almost at two hours. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dang, that went by fast. I know it went by fast. Um. And we even paused. Oh, that's true. I totally paused. 
Where's that from, Mark? Where's that from? Clueless. Word. Word. You're still a virgin. <laughs> um, music. Listening to the new strokes a lot. They're still around. Do we really have to have this conversation? Sorry. You can throw this microphone. Uh, this is our first record in a long time. No, I've been... Um, really You've been listening to that new Taylor Swift record? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never given her a chance, you know, which is weird, because... Uh, a couple a good, of years ago, She's I a did. good pop... Writer. I did give a lot of those pop artists a chance a couple of years ago, like in the mid two thousands, like Larue. Jesus Christ! Uh, fuck it, MIA was pop. Santi Gold was pop. Annie, there was all those little one-off electro groups. I gave them a chance, and I was like, I'm gonna listen to them, but I've never really given her a chance. She's a good pop writer. I don't know what this new record is about, but people are like fucking Very going crazy for it. She changed her hype. One of the guys from the National produced it. Oh, I don't even know who that is. You don't know who the National is? I know their band. I don't think I've ever heard them. Jesus Christ. That's why I love you, Drew. Um, I'm listening to Griselda. <laughs> Dude, is it really is that really named after Griselda? The, the fucking drug queen from Griselda. where they have that whole TV show about her yeah. son? Griselda Records. Is he affiliated with that, or is he making any money off of that? No, he's. What's weird is he's he does like Wu Tang a lot, but he does where Wu Tang is hip hip uh, kung fu oriented. He's wrestling oriented. Jesus. So he's got like. A weep for the youth. He's got a song called the Bross Face Brippler. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all his he's got like he's got um, who's that that guy that fell to his death. The guy who fell to his death. The wrestler. Um, what? The boy we were. It was probably like in the nineties. Von Erics? No, no, like in the nineties. What's his name? He fell to his death, like on by accident, in the yeah. ring. I don't remember that. King Kong Bundy. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, Ray Mysterio? No, I can't remember. Anyways, <laughs> he does things like more like that. Like he has skits with, they're not even skits. He like just in between? He just recorded audio from the old wrestling videos of like, of uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. And old stuff. And he puts it in there. And you're like, oh, man, this is cool. Have you seen the Andre the Giant documentary? Yeah. You'd be crying afterwards. I cried. I, oh, that's what I watched. Let's make it serious. <laughs> what? No, uh, I saw that one Immigration Nation. <sighs> I can't watch that, dude. dude I can't that watch will it. piss you the fuck off and make you sad because you're just like watching these. Just kids. like I can't watch anything about 9 11. Like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know. I know I lived through it. I don't want to. But you I can wanna... stop this, Mark. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, nah, it just, it just pissed me off because I was like, fuck, dude, these kids are getting taken away and they're interviewing their dads and their dads are like falling apart and their dads are telling the most heart-wrenching stories where they're like we were crossing our, we, you know, we started off in Brazil 
it was me and I made, I made up that fake accent. They're not talking in English, but you know, they're saying they where came are they from, coming from? They went to Brazil. Like they came from South America and they're trying to get a better life. And they traveled for weeks. And they're like, we started in Brazil. It was me, my wife, and my two kids. We ended up getting separated. And my wife took the daughter, and I took the son. Jesus and it's like, And then we met up again, and we found each other. And then my wife got murdered, and my daughter got murdered. What? Just, so just me and my son are here, and now they took my son away from me. And I'm all, fuck. This is bullshit. And then you see how these ICE agents are being underhanded in their attempts to get into these people's apartments. And I understand, because these people are illegal, and they're scared. They don't but know it's better. still America. They don't, but they don't know better. Uh, these, they're using underhanded techniques like, can I go ahead and come in? I've just got, I need to show you something. And they're like, yeah. And they come in and they arrest them all. They take that whole people out. Uh, and then there's, there's a clip of an ICE agent who's riding around with the Netflix crew in the car. And he's like, um, he's like I only go for the people that are lawbreakers. He's like, if they're just working, I don't really mess with them. And then he gets a call from his boss. And his boss is like, we need to meet quota. Just bring in whoever. Jesus I need you to bring like two more at least. Can you do? Can you guarantee two? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, I guess. And he hangs up and he was like, does he fucking know that you guys are in the car with me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, these are pieces of shit. Mm. Those are people who think they're Americans. Who? Those kind of people. Nice people. They're like, I'm an American. And I'm better than everybody else. What ifs? Your music taste sucks. And I bet you've never seen Los Parecidos. <laughs> but, nah, that was, that was a good... I heard Ice and Trump were trying to get that removed. Good luck. Netflix. And when you watch the documentary, you can... I don't know if they did it on purpose, but... It's like someone made the documentary and they had title cards on everybody. Not cards, but, you know, like on the screen. Mm-hmm. But, like, somebody went in with a marker and erased the last what? name. What? So it could be on Netflix. I guess so. Like, they took away their, like, they, they're like, nah, I don't agree to this anymore. Right. So they just put the only their, I mean, that's the first name in their face. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're easy to find. People know who they are. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. I watched Breaking the Mayan Code. Where they figured out the hieroglyphics of the Mayan people. It's really good. It's on Amazon. How intricate their hieroglyphics were. Intricate. Intricacies. Intricacies of maze. (laughs) (laughs) Of maze. Um... Uh, for a book club I, I bought it last year when it came out but for we finally did it for the book club call it's a short story called uh, from this guy named Brian Washington called Lot mm-hmm. it's all based in Houston I'll lend it to you I think you'll like it it's all short stories about Houston, people in Houston uh, the, the main characters are this family uh, half uh, half black half Hispanic family and about the dad he takes off and about the brother and the sister and the younger brother um, it's really good. And then just different stories about people in Houston. Drug dealers, male right. male prostitutes, upper upper middle class family, people from Jamaica, Chupacabra. 
It's one story about the two guys find a chupacabra. <laughs> and they find the chupacabra, and the first thing they do is like, oh, I've got to call the news. The news is going to come check it out. There's a chupacabra and a Jamaican on the corner. All right, we're at two hours. Two hours of dopeness. I might have to break this up into two episodes. To him, the whole hog. No, let the boy watch. <laughs> <laughs> let the boy watch. No, no, no. Let the boy watch. Just give it to him, whole hog. <laughs> it's gonna hurt you more than it hurts me. All right, that's episode seven. It's good to see you, Drew. Yes, it is good to see me in my home, COVID-free home. Nice. That's when I walked in here. I was like, I don't see COVID anywhere in this house. I'm glad I was able to confirm house that you clean. actually exist, that you're not a figment of my imagination. True. All right. Good episode. Thanks for listening, guys. We well, got busy for a bit. We'll be back. Life and soon. We'll be back bigger, better, and harder. With the Ocho. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>